should not be registering off air. There we go. There we go. It's about that time. It's about that time. Hey, do me a favor. Get those horns ready. Welcome back. We're here with Season 4 of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Toma Taylor, and I've been conversing with the mad podcaster. And quite frankly, he's very mad. We're going to try to find out why, so we'll take some questions from one of our live Twitter followers. Yes, ma'am. Please state your name and where you're from. Hi, my name is Felicia, and I'm from Hialeah, and I just don't understand why you so mad. Like, what are you so mad about? Yo, first of all, first of all, you can't be asking me no questions. You know what I'm saying? Yo, yo, who the fuck is you? You know uh, what I mean? Me. Like, yeah, you can't be asking me no questions. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you I'm mad. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad. Like, like they, like these hosts out there, they in these million dollar studios, they dropping hot takes. You know what I mean? They got tea, they got all that shit. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, language. I'm still living with my moms. I'm making podcasts. I ain't made no money yet. This my fourth season, yo. This my fourth season, and I ain't made a dime yet. This dude dropped one take. He make wild shows. That cold pizza show. It was cool it was i i mean i got more john blaze than that i mean i got john blaze taste and and they not even recognizing it they not even recognizing it. and fuck is that yo yo who is you to be asking me question yo who is you i got to talk i got to tell how i feel i got to talk about sports how i see it this goes out to you this goes out to you and you and you this was out to you. This was out to you. This was out to you. You and you. Welcome back to another edition of the My T Sports Podcast. Today, host the one and only day is October 28th. We are coming up at the end of the year. It is a beautiful. When I say beautiful, I mean it is a beautiful, lovely evening down here in South Florida. You want to know? You want to know what beautiful looks like? You want to know what beautiful looks like? Beautiful looks like 64 degrees and kind of brisk. I mean, it, it looks like I can have the windows open. It looks like I don't have to waste any more money the rest of the year. Hopefully, 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 on the goddamn AC. That's what the fuck that means. See, and, and, and we snorted already. Dirtbag, dirty, perky, shark, a pack, flat, and pork, and fill a bucket, Martin, Percaluma, Burton, Dirtin, Bush, and I Martin, and I Yeah, we had it. How, how far did we get? How far did we get before we had the verbal slip up? Look at that. We barely three minutes and 30 seconds into the show, but we have a good show, though. That means that we have a good show. We're going to talk about some football. I mean, because not only is it getting a good time in the fantasy football world, but I mean, not a good time in the regular football world. It's also getting a good time in the fantasy football world because what's the end of the NFL season is the beginning of the fantasy football playoff season. And I'm telling you, things are hype. If you're in the women's league, I'm, I'm, I see you. I see you. I see your playoff starting. Congratulations to Deb Ops. Big 
Yes, Debs, we see you in first place. We see you getting that first week by, and we see you making your way to the playoffs. Congratulations. We're going to congratulate a bunch of these women. I'm talking about Deb Ops, Team Lamina, NBKCJ, and Team Straight Cash. But before we go any further, you know what I say. Regardless of the time and regardless of the weather, it's always a good time to talk some sports. So... Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. I'm telling you, it is. I took a little bit of time to do my gobble gobbles. Connect. We gotta reconnect. I'm sorry for the moment of silence. Oh, I connect. There we go. I apologize for that moment of silence. We had a. I'm going to tell you what happened. Got a little too excited. I unplugged my own mic. I unplugged my own mic. How do, how do I do that? You know what? That's because I'm excited. I'm excited about this show. And you know what? I'm telling you, you know what? You, I'm going to have to give you some more because of that. I'm going to have to give you a whole lot more. You know what? I'm going to make sure I give it to you. I'm going to make sure you're going to get some more out of me today. Because I tell you, last time we spoke was before Thanksgiving. I had to take a week off of Thanksgiving. I had to get my gobble gobble off. I had people in town. I had things to do. I was all over the place. But I didn't forget you. And you know what else didn't happen? I did not miss that game between Kansas City and the LA Rams. No, I did not. Not for one second. Listen, I'm going to tell you how important that game was to me. I called up the fellas. I hit them on the cell. You know what I mean? I was like, yo, hey, yo. Hey yo, I need some more. I need, I, I want you. We need to get together. We need to watch this game. This game is gonna be hype. It's gonna be off the chain. I wanna watch these fellas. I need to be inside the bars. I want to feel the energy. And I'm telling you, and I'm telling you, I am glad. I am happy. I am ecstatic that I was able to go catch this game Give me some because more. they did Give me some not more. disappoint. They Give me some more. No, they, they, they. Give me some more. Every single time you ask for they give me some more. Touch it up for touchdown. Give me some more. A pass after passing. Give me some more. Touchdown after touchdown. Give me some more. I mean, it was score after score, touchdown after touchdown, and every time they put up a, after they put up a score, you as a fan was looking like give me some more. And if we're talking about if these were two fighters, if these were two fighters that were standing in front of each other, two heavyweights we're talking about. That's basically what Kansas City and LA Rams are. Heavyweights of the NFL. You understand? If these were two heavyweights standing in the middle of the ring, they both would have been saying, Give me some more. Blow after blow. Give me Give some, some more. Handicap after handicap. Give me some more. Uppercut after uppercut. Give me some more. Jab after jab. Give me some more. Fall into the ring, you get up and say, Give me some more. If you go out to the ring and say, Give me some more. You go to your corner, come back and say, It doesn't matter what they do you. Give me some more. Yes. Yeah. That was that game. Why am I hype? Because I said, Excited how excited that game. We got 54. What's in an NFL game, we got over a thousand yards in an NFL 
NFL game. We got touchdown after touchdown. They put it this way. Put it this Round. way. The Vegas line for that game. You understand? The over under for that Vegas line was at 80 points. They had to change it through halftime because they hope. realized it was going to was a 60 points. It was something Give like that. Hope. And they realized that hope. they were going to go over Give it because hope. you know what they totaled? Give me some 100 something Give me some plus points. They Give put up over 1,000 yards of offense. 900 alone through the air. Now listen to me. For a person that doesn't like the college game, for this particular reason, I know you guys may be thinking, yo, Tay, yo, Tay, you sound kind of hypocritical over there. Like, yo, yo, who the fuck is you, B? You know what I mean? Like, normally you talk about, yo, you don't like the shootouts in the college game. You know what I mean? You watching these games, they over here, they they 63 to 7. You know what I mean? You got, oh, you got, you getting, we getting 14 touchdowns. You said that you don't like that. Listen to what you said. When it's like 63 to 7. When it's every single week. When you have always... A great team like Alabama going up against Colgate. You understand? Those games are unfair because the talent on the team is just unfair. When it comes to the L.A. Rams when it, and the Kansas City Chiefs, while they may have some talented players, they also have great coaches that are coaching up schemes. You understand? Like, they, they don't have Aaron Rodgers on their team that can make every single throw. You understand? They don't have the Megatron in his prime on that team that could go up and get everything. No, but, but they have some speedy guys. You know what I mean? That was that didn't seem like speedy guys when they were drafted. Remember, if you remember some of these 440 times, you understand? Or these 40 times, they are being coached well. They are being schemed well. They are being put in positions to win, and that's what they're doing. That's the reason why you can watch this game. And like I said, there was defense there. There was defense there. The LA Rams, as much as they are known for their offense, they're known for their defense. The Kansas City Chiefs, as much as they are known for their offense, they are known for their defense. Their defense makes plays and, and, and make takeaways when they can. Because you know why? Because after a certain amount of time, all their defense has to do is sit back and wait for you to make passes. Because that's how much Kansas City puts up. And you understand, when you are an offense that is putting up 35-plus points every single game, then you know what teams have to do to keep pace with you? Pass a lot. Score a lot. So while these defenses may look like they ain't holding their own, they are very much so holding on because you know what? They ain't doing. They ain't losing the game for their team. So that week 11 game was phenomenal. That's the last time we spoke. And I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. I saw the boy Patty come out there, try to do his thing. He fall a little bit short. I see the LA Rams come through at the end. I see the little interception there. You know, some great passes there. You know what I mean? Some great runs, some great schemes. Like, it really was what you can consider as much as you can consider a heavyweight duel of offenses when it comes to this game of national football. But that was week 11. Week 12 came and passed. And not for nothing... After what we saw on Monday, week 12 kind of just went by kind of lackluster. Like, I, I feel, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry if I don't have the same kind of energy to talk about week 12. Because you know what? Week 12 is kind of like living luxury all your life. And then all of a sudden, you get humbled and you have to go into the ghetto. And now you over here. Singing old gospel spirituals about when I was a young boy growing up in ghetto, hanging out in corners. You understand? That's what that's what week twelve was. Tweak was like a struggle in the ghetto, but they had games. 
And if you listen to the mighty picks, we went 10 and 5. This isn't bad. Can you do better? That's a third of the wins. That's 66%. We had Chicago take out Detroit as we took Chicago over Detroit. Chicago did not let us down. As they took over, they came with that victory. As, listen, Khalil Mack and Ricky Pitsky and Cohen Howard, they have those boys wholeheartedly in first place right now as we speak in the NFC North. And I took a stranglehold of NFC North. An NFC North that has Minnesota. And Green Bay also in it. We are here talking about Chicago. And I don't think last year coming into this coming into this year, we would have thought about Chicago. I don't think when this year started, we would have talked about Chicago being the more that division. But the moment they got Kyle Mack, the moment they picked up that truck, the moment they started steam rolling through the rest of the league and their division. Oh no, Chicago has been the truth. Definition of the truth. Let you understand. Like Chicago has been so truthful that you get punished for telling a lie in their presence. Chicago has been so damn bad. Next up we have Wallace. We have Washington versus Dallas. And the only reason why we picked Dallas in that game because Dallas was actually at home that game. You gotta feel sorry for Washington. Because a couple weeks ago, we came onto this airways and we said to you guys, we said to you guys that there was only one way that Washington can lose this division and we're gonna talk about how that scenario may have just played out before our eyes after these messages Let me put you on the game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then, head to Multivest Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. The games cost money and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multivest Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multivest has a wide variety of games in all next-gen systems in the PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox One series, as well as all your favorite old-school titles and systems, starting as early as Atari Nintendo to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360s, and yes, that does include all of the PlayStation's, Nintendo systems, and Xboxes in between. They've been family-owned and operated for over 10 years, just off of the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Nurses' Registry Plaza. That's directly located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gones, Florida 33169.
Test, 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 test. There we go. There we go. Yeah, I don't know what happened, folks. Like, uh, you know what? You may have just missed the whole entire soliloquy. But you know what? Maybe it's for the better. Maybe it's for the better. Maybe it's for the best that you guys didn't hear me rip the whole entire Miami Dolphins organization, a whole new one. And also, the city of Miami, Miami Gardens, the Miami Dolphins organization, their team, and everything they stand for that they could be or ever want to be. Yes, I did that. But you know what? We're no longer there anymore. We're no longer, we're no longer going on that road. And I hear that I'm back now. We have some technical difficulties. It's okay. It really, you didn't miss much. But I'm glad you stuck with me here on MightySports.net. Live. What is it? You understand that you guys that are about to hear the show, uh, go out to hear the re-ear, you guys are going to be lucky because, man, by the time you hear this, I'm going to be stuffing my face with wings and beer. Just saying. I'll be stuffing my face with, ain't that right, Matt? There you go. See, now you could talk. <laughs> I told you we was going to talk about Kirk Cousins and the Washington team, the Washington football team. Because when we spoke the last time, when we spoke the last time on these on these airways, this airways right here, we told you that there was only one way possible that the Washington football team could possibly, and we meant any way possibly, lose their stronghold on the NFC East. So there was only one way. And the reason why we said there was only one way because they were dealing it with too much consistency. They had a guy like Alex Smith. Did we know Alex Smith? Alex Smith is the kind of guy that would give you 36 touchdowns in a year and like three interceptions. We know the guy that's Alex Smith that he would easily, has no problem making 14 of 19 passes in a game with no interceptions, getting 236 yards, or as he did for three straight, se for three straight games, get like, what, 163 yards on 9 of 17 passes? You understand, like, on 9 of 13 passes or something like that. We understand this is Alex Smith. Alex Smith is missing consistency. You understand the games that they were up, they consistently stayed up and held their lead. On the games that they were down, they consistently stayed down and couldn't make up the lead. And their team was 6-3 and three up until that point. And then it happened, folks. And then it happened. The one thing, the one thing that we said, hey, Hey, if this happens, if this one event happens, then it is over for Alex Smith or the Washington team. The only way the Washington Redskins lose their stronghold the NFC East that's if, is that if Alex Smith gets injured? Because Alex Smith is way too consistent for anything else. And this team is, they got Adrian Peterson. You understand? They have a good running game. They got a, they got a decent passing game. They're just way too consistent. That's, that's what Alex Smith is. Yes. That's what I said two weeks ago. And that's exactly what happened. Alex Smith breaks the leg. Breaks his fibia, tibia, whatever the heck it may be.
So, yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's what happened a couple of weeks ago. That is what Mr. told a couple of weeks ago. You, you, want, you want me to run that back? Because I, 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 do, I do realize that the audio may not have been there properly. But that is exactly what happened. Let's run that back. The only way the Washington Redskins lose their stronghold on the AFC East is if Alex Smith gets injured. That's what we said here. That's what happened. And now you see it. Last week, they go up and up against, they play Dallas. And they lose against Dallas. Now Dallas is back into the picture. Dallas at 6-5, and five. Washington at 6-5. and five. And again, the whole entire division is wide open. There's three games left. And even the three and eight, there are three games left? Well, I mean, no, no, I'm sorry. Just six games left. And the three and eight Giants are still in it because in their division, the best team is six and five. It's three games. Washington or Dallas at this point in time going a three-game losing streak. If Giants could go on a three-game winning streak, that's it. If Dallas Cowboys or the Washington Redskins lose throughout the next four games, and the New York Giants can win two out of their next four games. We're talking about a completely different landscape. Now imagine if they win three out of their next four games. The Giants are right there. You understand? Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we were here talking about how they had no chance. We were here screaming from the mountaintop for the world to hear. The Giants were out of it. And now, granted, the Giants are still the worst team in New York. But at least they have a chance. At least they have a chance to make the playoffs. And I can't say that. I can't say that one bit about the Buffalo Bills. I don't think I can say that about the New York Jets. I can't say that about those other teams. But I can say that again for the Giants. When I couldn't say that about the Giants a couple weeks ago. And even as the worst team in New York, that chance is better than whatever the Jets and the or the Jets have the Jets have in hope or the Buffalo Bills are trying to do for themselves. So yeah, Dallas beat Washington and we kind of picked that one to happen. New Orleans took out the, New Orleans took out Atlanta as we hope they would. Philadelphia took out the Giants as listen, the Giants just kind of suck. But Jacksonville couldn't find a way to beat Buffalo even and and this is just us just I don't know why at this point in time in us in this stage why we're even still trusting Jacksonville, but we still do that. We still does that. We trust Jacksonville for some reason. Seattle um Carolina, I should say. Lost to Seattle, but not by much. As every time you... Seattle's always one of those teams throughout the year that always get on my nerves because I never quite know how I want 
to pick them. They're one of those teams that you kind of pick heavy in the beginning of the year, right? And they're either gonna, uh, either gonna, uh, either gonna impress you, or they're gonna live up to it, or they're gonna disappoint you. Or you pick them at the end of the year, or you get them at the end of the year, and then you don't have no clue to pick them. The games that you pick up to win, they lose, and the games you pick up to lose, they win. And next thing you know, Seattle is always fucking up your goddamn picks. Like today. Or last week. We expected the New England, especially much, much as we love the Giant, the Jets, we expected the New England Patriots to go over there and run them over. And even though the New England Patriots seemed to have struggled a little bit early on, we knew no matter how much they looked like they were going to struggle, that the New York Giants were, New York Jets were going to end up losing that game. Just as much as we figured that Arizona would lose to the Chargers, and just as much as we really thought that Pittsburgh would beat Denver until Ben Roethlisberger decided to throw some kind of fluky pass at the end of the game that gets intercepted. But that's not the, that's not the big part of that game. That's not, that's not the, that's not the big takeaway from that. The big takeaway is all of the discord that happens to be playing out right before our eyes when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers. First Ben Roethlisberger throws that fluky pass, and he even says, you know, it's kind of fluky interception. Doesn't take ownership for it because it was a fluky interception. Well, we understand that if it wasn't intercepted by that, that defensive lineman, it was going to be intercepted by the guy that was cutting in front of um, Antonio Brown. Now, Antonio Brown says, that, listen, that pass wasn't for me. That pass definitely wasn't for me. That wasn't even a play for me. Even though we could clearly see that was trying to get in his direction. They they lose themselves on a, on a, on a fourth on a, on a on a goal line situation where Ben Roethlisberger says that he wished he could have gone a juju spin four straight times. And then Ben Roethlisberger's doing a little bit too much talking, too much talking. And you know what? And I should have said that Ben Roethlisberger's doing a little bit too much talking because I want to say Ben Roethlisberger is doing a little bit too much talking has been what we've been saying about Ben Roethlisberger for the last five years or so. That Ben Roethlisberger has finally gotten comfortable within his uh, within his Big Ben skin, and he is 100% flapping off on the mouth and saying some things that maybe he shouldn't be saying as a, as as the quarterback of a team. But you know what? Maybe this is what we have gotten used to. Maybe this is what we getting used to from Ben Roethlisberger, right? Or remember, he has a leadership now, and maybe it's also to help us understand why Antonio Brown happens to be the way Antonio Brown is at times now, because he has to be saying to himself, "What well, is goose? What's good for the goose has to be what's good for the gander." You understand? What's good for one has to be what's good for all. And if we can't speak out, why the hell does he get to speak out? Now we understand why Antonio Brown speaks out the way that he does. Because he is part of an environment that he believes that fosters that if you show yourself to be one of the best players on that team, that you have a platform to be a voice, regardless of how controversial how or how detrimental it may be to the team. That, 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 that is disturbing because I don't know if that is truly the message that... Pittsburgh Steelers are trying to send, but at the same time, I don't know based off how, how Big Ben is and how Ben Roethlisberger is or how Antonio Brown is, is if you can stop it because if you already put this into motion, now Juju Smith-Schuster ends up becoming, a, becomes, becoming a big deal and he's supposed to become a talker, then you know what? We have nothing to be surprised at. We have nothing to blame. We understand like, yo, this is their environment. This is what you've built. 
this is the kind of this is the kind of thing that you have started to breed. So Ben Roethlisberger is calling out his teammates, his whole entire team. He's not taking any part of that blade for that loss that he just had. That surprises me. But that's probably also why his team lost, because Ben Roethlisberger doesn't know how to how to take how to take ownership of of, of his team's um, faults. I wonder if our team faults anymore. He doesn't know how to take ownership of that shit. But you know who does? You know who does? Aaron Rodgers does. Aaron Rodgers definitely does. And Roger has no problem saying that, listen, that sometimes these beast patches are on me and I need to do better. And listen, he even has no problem putting on his coaches every day. But he definitely does need some coaching. Listen, Green Bay loses to Minnesota. We thought they should have beat up. And Minnesota is right now, they're not quite the team that we thought they were going to be either. Look, we're talking about teams that have a, that have a spot or a shot at a wild card. That's the Minnesota Vikings. Well, when we came into the season, we didn't think Minnesota Vikings were going to be playing for a wild card shot. We thought they were going to be playing for a bye week. Well, here they are. Looking from the outside in with a record of 6-4. and four. Last we have Houston versus Tennessee, and Houston ends up beating that. I'm taking out Tennessee, and again, 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 that we we picked Houston to win, and Houston has looked real good the second half of their season. And listen, Houston looks good for one particular, and I ain't gonna say for one particular reason, but Houston started looking good for one particular reason this season, and that's because they got Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Watson back healthy. That was the very first thing that helped them move on. The second thing that helped them move on was the fact that also J.J. Watt came back healthy because for the, one of the very few times in the last three or four years, we are seeing J.J. Watt paired up with, J, with Javani and Clowney, and we are now seeing what those guys, what kind of havoc those guys can do together on the defensive end. But not only are those two guys healthy, we also have a beast in DeAndre Hopkins. And then what you do, and then what you do, and then what you do, you bring over a guy like Demarius Thomas, and now you got dual threats on offense. That's what happened in Houston. That helps because now those guys that are runners like Lamar Miller and the other guys there, their running lanes become healthy because you know what? You are never not going to cover Demarius Thomas and, and DeAndre Hopkins. But not only does you, do you get a bunch of running lanes for like Lamar Miller and the rest of them boys, Deshaun Jackson gets a bunch of lanes. And talking about Deshaun Jackson, I'm sorry, Deshaun Watson gets a bunch of lanes. Because you know what I was going to say? Just talking about guys that are getting opportunities that can run. What's going on in Baltimore with Joe Flacco finally being out? Joe Flacco may have played his last game. If Joe Flacco doesn't make it back for by the end of the season, Joe Flacco may have played his last game as a Baltimore Raven. I am saying it right now. If he does not make it back, Joe Flacco will have officially played his last game as a Baltimore Raven. We're going to go on our next break. When we come back, we are going to make our week 13 picks. Stay tuned. Don't touch that dial. Don't change that channel. Don't you flick off that page. Don't you scroll right. Don't you look left. Stay right there. The show will be back.
Come on down to XF Martial Arts where you'll be able to take part in learning all the disciplines you need to be an extreme freestyle martial arts machine. Whether it's Taekwondo, Karate, Yoga, Summer, Spring, or Fall, XF Martial Arts has it all. For more information, class times, and dates, don't wait. Go to xfmartialarts.com and reserve your spot today. That's XF Martial Arts, located at 2875 South Congress Avenue, Suite D, Delray Beach, Florida, 33445. Or call 561-276-1774 and ask to speak with Sensei Cohen to reserve your free trial week. Just tell them Mighty Sports sent you. XF Martial Arts, where fun and discipline are one. join this team to win championships or become famous. They join because there is important work to be done and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led, and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists, and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond, I became a soldier. We are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, the one and only Donald Omar Taylor. You still know who I am. I still got fire in my beard. I still got thunder in my voice. All my takes are still mighty. And we are about to give you the week 13 picks. Yeah, buddy. It's still that time. Week 13. The very first game. It's a Thursday night game. Tomorrow night. And you know what we get? You know what? We get we, we get something that I call pure goodness. We get something that I, that I may call pure goodness because all of Dallas's hopes, all of Dallas, and I don't even know why I'm piling up on Dallas fans because maybe because I know a couple of them and I can do this right. And I may and maybe because like my fucking ass ex was was a, was a Dallas fan and I still got her fucking Des Bryant jersey in my closet. I mean it could be me all of that and it could be none of that at all, right? <laughs> but um. The Dallas Cowboys about to have their bu- their burst bubble. Their, their bubbled burst. The balloon b- popped. The bridge is over for them. Because next week, tomorrow night, the Dallas Cowboys go up against the New Orleans Saints. Because you understand, when the Saints come marching in, the Dallas Cowboys are going to, to bend over and take it up the they are going to fold. They are going to crumble to their knees and take load after load after load. I'm sorry. This is starting to sound a little perverse. They are going to fall to their knees and take shot after shot after shot as Drew Brees goes for touchdown after touchdown after touchdown right over their face. All over that shit. That is what's going to happen. I am picking in case you can't tell i am expecting the new orleans saints to go marching in to dallas stadium 
and making the Cowboys hop on their horse. Turn tail and ride off into the sunset like somebody that has a bounty on their head in Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> That's what's about to happen tomorrow night when Dallas faces New Orleans. And then I'm going to come here next week or I'm going to come here like I've done every week. When the Cowboys have won, I've done this too. Not here, but in some of these games I play on my phone like Game of Thrones Conquest and DC Legends. I'm going to ask, how about them Cowboys? And I want to see what they say this week. We're going to be flying high, beating up on the teams. They have like four wins and three wins and two wins. And, and a team that has no quarterback. Like they're taking on him in a division game. We always know how division games go crazy. We know how division games get. So we're not surprised that Dallas may have been able to beat Washington. But we know they won't be beating New Orleans. You know why we know why they won't beat New Orleans? Because only one team this year has beat New Orleans. And I don't see the fucking Cowboys being the second. Now next up is Chicago versus the New York Giants. And if you follow the Mighty Picks every single week, the Mighty Picks that are up right now, go to my Instagram page, Mighty Sports. Go to my Facebook page, Mighty Sports. If you go to my Twitter page on Mighty Sports, it is out right now. My Mighty Picks are out right now. But you know what's not on there? You know what's not on there? The Chicago versus the Giants game isn't on there because the only way you get to pick for the Chicago and Giants game is the before the game start is to listen to the podcast. You know what other game you won't find on there this week? You won't find Baltimore versus Atlanta. You won't find that game either. And there's one more game that you won't find on there. But I'm not going to tell you what that game is until we get to that game. All of it. Go to the social media pages. Check it out. Twitter. Instagram. Facebook. M-Y-T Sports. So we have the Chicago Chicago Bears versus the New York Giants. And being the New Yorker that I am, right? Anytime I hear Chicago versus New York, I I, I get these flashbacks, right? Not not the kind of flashbacks that you guys are used to. But I I get these flashbacks. Of a time where a, a, a guy you a guy with a ball head used to play for a team in Chicago. And when that guy with the ball head and number 23 on his back used to play for Chicago, his team used to come they his team used to come into New York and whip up on New York. Even when New York thought they had a chance, they used to beat New York. When New York had their best years, they used to beat up on New York. When New York had a bad year, they beat up on New York as long as he had the, the guy with number 23 on his back and a ball head. Well, while the Chicago Bears are not the 92 through 99 Chicago Bulls, 
The Chicago Bears have somebody else with a number on their back. They have a guy with a number 52 on his back. And also on his back is the name Mac. And his first name is Khalil. And Khalil Mack is a beast. And Khalil Mack has his team in first place. While all, while all you may be able to mention about Chicago is Khalil Mack. While they may have Mitchell Trubisky, Howard Cole, and a bunch of other players. But the New York Giants, they have all kinds of stars. New York Giants has all kinds of stars. All kinds of recognizable names. One-handed catch. Blinded here sensation. Odell Beckham. Rookie number two pick, Saquon Barkley stud, tree trunks for legs, he runs through two-time champion from the prestigious winning man and family, Eli Manning. All kinds of recognizable names. And who does Chicago has? On their back. They have Khalil Mack. And on the back of Khalil Mack, they will attack the New York Giants offense. And it's going to look offensive when Khalil Mack goes on the attack and puts Eli Manning on his back. It's going to be a bad game in New York. I'm telling you right now, I don't care how good the weather looks in New York. Expect a storm when, when Khalil Mack comes trucking through your town. I'm picking the Chicago Bears to beat the New York Giants and end whatever little bit of hope the New York Giants believe that they may still have to win their division. As Brew Crew Lou invited me to do the pop, um, to, to, to Xbox with him. But you know what? He needs to understand that he needs to just he needs to come over. He 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 needs to do he needs to do he needs to do what all of you is doing, right? He needs to do what all of you should be doing right now. Actually, actually, if you're listening to this, then I'm assuming that that jet you're doing it right now. You understand? But what we gonna do? We gonna share this with my boy Lou. We gonna, we gonna we gonna give him the page. We gonna give him the link. Yeah. You understand? We gonna we gonna put him on real quick. I let him know that we are recording the podcast and that he needs to listen. He needs to listen right now because we are actually live. We are live right now. So there you go, Lou. I can't join you on Xbox even though you see me on Xbox watching a college game. No, 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 no. We are doing sports takes. We are doing hot spot takes. Ain't that right, Matt? So New York Giants are going to fall to Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears are going to win that game. Next up, we have Arizona versus Green Bay. And while... And while Green Bay is on a slide, right? It's, it's struggling right now. I don't see Green Bay struggling enough to not beat Arizona. I have Green Bay beating Arizona. Next up, we have Indiana versus Jacksonville. And I think I've already told you this already. But I refuse to trust Jacksonville anymore this year. I think I may have just told you a while ago. And I, and I, you know what, though? It's not, it's, not a couple, it's not a lot of times I, I pick in Jacksonville to win games this year because I basically said without any Leonard Fournette that Jacksonville is not going to win a game. Well, guess what just happened? Leonard Fournette was scheduled to be back this week. And guess what's happening? I am still not picking Jacksonville to win a game because you know why Leonard Fournette isn't going to play this week. And do you know why? Because he was fighting in a game that he wasn't playing in. Yes, 
He was on the sidelines of last week's game. And again, he wasn't playing in. And you know what he does? You know what he does? And you know what I'm going to tell you? Fantasy tidbit, fantasy tidbit, fantasy tidbit. If Leonard Fournette is available in your fantasy team, pick him up because he will be available and he will play, be playing at the end of the season, which means that he'll be playing when you are in the playoffs, which means he can help you win. Because he can't help his team win. Because he ain't playing. <laughs> he won't help his team this week because he ain't playing. So you know what I'm not doing? I am not picking Jacksonville to beat Indy. Because you know why? Because you know what? Andrew Luck, as much scrutiny we gave Andrew Luck, passing 50 times in the game, only getting 150 yards, wondering what the fuck they were doing. Wondering what the fuck is it they, they coaching up. Wondering what the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck. God damn it, they got me in a what the fuck moment. So you know what? Hold on, yo, Sam, be coming here for a second. Take me down, Sam. Take me down, Sam. Take me down, Sam. So, when you ask, I was asking what were they doing They kind of showed what they were doing Because ever since then Andrew Luck has been up a storm And if my dumbass didn't want Deshaun Jackson so bad Even though I knew Deshaun Jackson wasn't going to be Wasn't going to be productive anymore for a while I wouldn't have traded away Eric Ebron Eric Ebron is a tight end I have had on my team for three years Waiting for him to develop Three years, you hear me? This, like, this, this is worth to be in my fourth album This is three years of fantasy I've been waiting for Eric Ebron But he's finally out of Detroit He's now with, he's now with Andrew Luck And now since Eric Ebron has been with Andrew Luck Eric Ebron has the most touchdowns in the league this year He has put up more he has career high touchdowns, career high numbers, and the Indianapolis Colts are six and five behind the Houston Texans, who are number one in that AFC South. But you know what six and five gets you? You know what six and five gets you? Six and five gets you a wild card spot. Six and five puts you in the running. If they continue to win, like if they win this week coming up, and they go seven and five, yes, folks, we are talking about them putting themselves in position to be a wild card spot. And and in that and that means and that means again that a healthy Andrew Luck still manages to get his team into the playoffs, even when the rest of his team is void of talent. Preach. Next up, we have Houston taking on Cleveland. And I don't care how Baker Mayfield is looking. Is it Baker Mayfield? That's, that's the current coach, or the current one? Baker Mayfield, right? I can't take him. I can't. I, I really can't tell him any different than and, um, the other guy, Johnny Football. But now that Baker Mayfield is the, is, is the man of that team and he has solidified himself as the of the of the of the of the, of the, of the clear-cut leader of that of that locker room and that organization at this point in time. They're going to go up against Houston. And you just heard me praise Houston. Do I need to praise Houston again? Do you need to hear that Houston praise again? Because I can give it again. But I'm not. I don't, Houston is still rebuilding. And they may be hot. They may, they, they may be excited. They may, they may be moving forward, but they're not moving there. They're not there yet. And the fact that they're not there yet and Houston is actually on the verge. Listen, let's go there. We are gonna take Houston over Cleveland and pay attention to what I said about Houston and what I said about Indiana because if things keep going the way that we're going, we're talking about Houston could be on a collision court with 
Indiana. And then we're talking about something special. We're talking about two young quarterbacks. You understand? We're talking about two dynamic sides of the possibly dynamic side of the football. And I'm going to tell you now, if Houston happens to go up against Indiana, I'm taking Houston. We have Tampa Bay taking on Carolina as Carolina is going to go into Tampa Bay. Now, Carolina has had a rough couple of weeks as of late as they kind of struggle to keep pace with the New Orleans Saints that are in their division, only with 10-1. Remember, there was a point in time where, the, where we were looking at the we were looking at the Panthers and they only had two losses. You know what We were looking at the time of the Panthers and they only had three losses. Now, we're looking at the Panthers and we're talking about the, the Panthers. The Panthers, folks, six and five. The Panthers have five losses. The Panthers are basically the Indianapolis Colts. The Panthers are the Seattle Seahawks. The Panthers are the Washington football team. The Panthers are the Baltimore Ravens. You see what I'm getting at here? The Panthers are the Minnesota Vikings. The Panthers are in that cluster fudge of people now. Just two weeks ago, we were talking about the Panthers with the L.A. Rams and the Chicago Bears and the New Orleans Saints and the Kansas City Chiefs and the New England Patriots and the Houston and the Houston's and the Pittsburghs, the L.A. the L.A. Chargers. We were talking in the, we were talking about the the Carolina Panthers like that. Now, listen to how we're talking about them: Washington, Kirk Cousins. That's their category. Carolina needs to pick it up and pick it up fast. I think they pick it up with this game against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has no clue what they're doing on offense. But like I said, if Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay right now is, is being held to their troops, which I always say that that's what, that's that's the number one thing that you kind of have to do to the whole the whole people too. People always wonder how do I interact with most people? Well, you know what? I just hold them to their troops. <laughs> that's all you gotta do. If people say yeah, one thing, like listen, that's all you could that's all you could put them towards. You know, is hold them towards and. And work over those premises. And Tampa Bay's premises said that they were going to let the best player win. And when you have two quarterbacks on your team that is liable to throw four interceptions in a game or throwing four interceptions in a half, then you are basically on, putting yourself in a position to have to change quarterbacks every half. And that's kind of what we're seeing going on in Tampa Bay, where one game we see Jameis Winston start, and about a half we see Ryan Fitzpatrick finishing. And in a game where we see Ryan Fitzpatrick starting, then we see Jameis Winston finishing. They have no clue what's going on there, but they have, um, they have stuck to their truth that the best man will start. What is done is cause... Massive dysfunction. They are four and seven. They are at the bottom of that division. A division that has no again, New Orleans, Carolina, Atlanta. They are they are in the same category as Atlanta. That we think that this shouldn't be in any category that we talk about with Tampa Bay. They get there. Carolina should be Tampa Bay. Take them out of take them out of the running. Miami, Miami is going to host Buffalo as the Buffalo Bills come down here to Miami. And I am just going to pick Buffalo to beat Miami. Not because I honestly believe that Buffalo could beat Miami. But it's because I hate Miami so much that I don't believe that's any way that, Buff that Buffalo should lose to Miami. Just based off of my pure hatred for the Miami football Dolphins. Isn't that some kind of analysis for your ass? Let's move it on. Let's move it on. Let's move it on out.
Next up, we have Denver versus Cincinnati. And we have Denver beating Cincinnati because I don't know what's going on in Cincinnati. Anyway, when you lose to your former team like the Cleveland Browns that basically couldn't win any games last year whatsoever, or have only won basically have two games in the last three seasons, I don't really know what you're talking about. But you know who they did beat? You know who they did beat? They beat their former coach because he jumped shit to Cincinnati and their dysfunction. So now guess what happens? I have no faith in Cincinnati either. I have Denver beating Cincinnati because I'm not going to say that Denver is that much better than Cincinnati because they have the same exact record. They're both 5-6. and six. I just think that Denver's 5-6 and six is a little bit better than Cincinnati's 5-6. and six. Now, the first, the second games, the second of the games that I told you that you can only get Right here on the podcast. So if you follow me online, if you follow me on Twitter, if you follow me on Instagram, if you follow me on Facebook, then you would have seen the Mighty Sports pick being put out already right now. And what I am telling you, that they are missing three games. And this is the second of the third games because this is the, this is only what you can hear right here on the Mighty Sports Podcast. Not only is every voice mighty, but it is also glorious. Let it sing. Let it ring. Let it ring. Woo! So we have Baltimore taking on Atlanta. And I'm telling you, there's been one thing that's been scaring me about Atlanta is that I don't understand how Atlanta manages to be 5-6 and six when they have the kind of talent that Atlanta has. I'm sorry, they're 4-7. and seven. That makes it even worse. So you know what? Baltimore has a little bit more sizzle in there. In, in, in their offense lately, Baltimore has a little bit more pep in their step. Baltimore is looking like they're ready to make their wings fly. And I'm telling you right now, if I had to choose between a Raven and a Hawk, then caca, caca, caca. I am going with the Ravens fly, Ravens fly. I'm taking the Ravens over the, over the Atlanta Hawks. Not only that, they have the young quarterback in Deshaun Jackson. We know what happened last week when he went running for uh, about 195 yards, went passing by foot by another 150. He led his team into a phenomenal, weird-ass fashion to a victory. Now, we're going to see it happen again. Now, I'm telling you, it may be a shootout. So, if you have Atlanta players on your team, pick them. Next up, we have the LA Rams taking on Detroit. And the LA Rams have been a little bit too much in sync with themselves. They are feeling themselves. They are on the road. We're going to continue them being on the road. We have the LA Rams beating Detroit. After that, we have Kansas City taking on Oakland. And you already know I don't trust anything about the dysfunction in Oakland. And you already know how much I love Andy Reid. And everything about what I said about them actually played off in their record. Oakland is full of dysfunction. And they have a record of 2-9 to show it. And Andy Reid is an offensive mastermind of a coach. And he finally has the quarterback that he has ever wanted. Now we're talking about starting from the days of Donovan McNabb and Michael Vick to whoever he's had between Alex Smith and everybody in between. He finally has his quarterback in Cannon McHolmes. And I am picking Kansas City for the W. They are improved 10-2. And, and it is going to be a wonderful AFC watching them at top and watching the games go through them. Next up, we have the New York Jets going to the Tennessee Titans. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. That... On the website, on the social media pages, you may see me have a Tennessee over the New York Jets. Well, that's a goddamn lie. That is a lie. I'm actually going to pick my New York Jets to beat the Tennessee Titans. I am sorry. I know I'm a homer. I know you're seeing T, you're mad. T, you're crazy. T, you must have lost your mind. And I'm going to say you're damn right. But I fly high 
with my gang green and I am gonna pick them to beat Tennessee because you know what you know what as good as Marcus Mariano looks at times he could be shook he can he got it to Marcus Mariota can be rattled and while they have a record of five and six New York Jets we have a record of three and eight I don't think they're that much better than us let's go see if we can take this victory out of Tennessee's hands don't worry Matt I'm coming I know we're almost done with the show we're almost done with the show Maddie I know you're hungry I'm hungry yo we were trying to eat forever guys of an asshole let me tell you what happened I, we were trying to eat since forever early and then I was like yo let me at least get the podcast in and we can go eat like who knew at 730 that we'll still be talking but we're still talking we just be done with the podcast at 7 we ain't done with the podcast at 7 we, you know what I mean we're running a little bit over like you understand we were trying to eat eat, eat possibly at 4 nigga wasn't hungry at 4 because nigga had breakfast at 2 today's my day off today's a day I dedicate directly to you guys like you are my number one priority on days like this so i'm like yo let me get this out the way we gotta get some food so let's know everybody's doing this on hungry stomachs the bellies is rattling i'm talking about it's we we hear pure grizzly bears it is like i don't even know if he's gonna have energy though energy to drive like in this day like i may have to drive us both ways like it's it's, it's dumb kind of nice but we are gonna continue with the picks yes yeah, so i'm picking the jets to beat the tennessee titans just like i am gonna pick the new england patriots to beat the Minnesota Vikings. And while I think that this is a game that the Minnesota Vikings need, and a game that the Minnesota Vikings are going to have to play up to uh, if they're going to really consider themselves contender this year, a, a, team that they, a, team, a game that they need to win if they want to be contenders this year. But you know what? The New England Patriots isn't going to do that. The New England Patriots isn't a turnstile team. New England Patriots isn't the team that you come in here and saying, you know what? If we are going to be better, then we are going to beat you. No, 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 no. The only way you beat the New England Patriots is if you are better and the Minnesota Vikings haven't proven that they are better. What well, Minnesota Vikings that they have the guys that could put up some numbers. Thielen, Diggs, Cox. Who's the other running back? I can't think of his name. They've proven that all these not Cox. But they proved that all these guys could put up numbers. They ain't proven that they could win for some odd reason. What's going on with Kirk Cousins? What's going on with Minnesota Vikings? What's going on with his defense? What's going on with Zaire Williamson, whatever his name is? Because can I tell you, I thought this guy was like seven foot. I thought Zion Williamson, this kid that plays for Zook, I mean Duke, Zook, this guy that plays for Duke, I thought he was a seven footer. I thought he was easily 6'10", 6 6'11", 6 seven feet. He is 6'7", 6'7", 285 pounds. And now I see why they compare him to LeBron James. I see why. Look, look at that muscle on top of muscle on top of muscle. Like, this guy should be playing football. Look at this guy. This is pure, solid man meat. No homo. And I thought he was a seven footer how big he was. He's a, he's a, he's the small forward slash power forward on that team. And he is huge and he can hop and he, haven't seen him dribble the ball much. Haven't seen him take his guys off the dribble. I've seen him with a lot of catch and finishes. I've seen him with some, with some Bernard Hopkins kind of, not Bernard Hopkins, but Bernard King kind of moves where he kind of catches it with a, so a head full of steam and he's kind of finishes, you know, some, some, some primal LeBron stuff, but I haven't seen that shot yet. So we'll see. But let's get back to the footballs. Well, we have the Seattle we have the Seattle Seahawks being the San Francisco 49ers because, as you know, that the Seattle Seahawks are just a hard team to beat, and I don't think that San Francisco 49ers, even if they had their 
starting quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think even if they still had him, they would win. So I'm having Seattle winning this game. I have Russell Wilson going off, possibly passing for two touchdowns, and also rushing for another one. 70 yards rushing. We're talking about another 230 yards passing. It's going to be a good night to be a Seattle Seahawk. And then we have the Monday night game, which is going to be the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Washington football team. And the Philadelphia Eagles are another team like the Minnesota Vikings. You kind of wish the Philadelphia Eagles were a little bit better. Like, just like the Minnesota Vikings, they have a lackluster record. But at least the Minnesota Vikings has a winning record. The Philadelphia Eagles don't have a winning record. And a, but, the Minnesota, but the Philadelphia Eagles are part of a very mediocre division. Remember, they're in that division with the Dallas Cowboys, the Washington football team, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the New York football Giants. The New York Giants have a record of 3-8. and eight, And the New York Giants may be the most talented team on that on that. In that division, when you come from an offensive standpoint, when you talk about the names they have on the offensive side, you talk about the Dallas Cowboys as America's team. They're sitting there with the best record of six and five, and they just got there off a three-game winning streak. The Washington Football Team, they were sitting at number one, but they just lost their number one spot because they just lost their quarterback. So you could figure that Washington is going to keep falling down and down and down and down and down. And now you and now you talk about having a division matchup with the five with your five and six Philadelphia Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles that just won a Super Bowl last week, and they want to desperately make it back at least into into playoff contention. So yes, they are gonna beat Washington and they're gonna beat the brakes off of them. And folks. Yeah, the last team, the last game, the very last game. That if you are a member of the podcast I'm sorry, not the podcast, but the social media sites and you see the picks, then the last game that's left off of there is the L.A. Chargers versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. And this is going to be a good game. This is actually probably the game that I probably want to watch the most. This game is going to have, is going to have the most interest in me because the Pittsburgh Steelers and the L.A. Clippers, L.A. Chargers, right, basically have the same kind of record. Except for the Pittsburgh Steelers have a one-draw record that they share with the Cleveland Browns. So Pittsburgh is sitting there 7-3-1 and one, while... The L.A. Chargers are sitting there 8-3. and three, And the L.A. Chargers are desperately make sure that they're trying to keep pace with Kansas City. Yes, Kansas City, who has the best record in the AFC with a record of 9-2. and two. They want to definitely make sure they keep pace with them. Especially when you know when you have a team like Houston that has a record of 8-3 and three, and you don't expect them to lose. You have Pittsburgh that's sitting there with a record of 7-3 and three, and they want to make sure that they um, clinch their division. And then you also have the New England Patriots that also share a record of 8-3 and three with them. So you're talking about if you can get into there, right? And if Houston stays number one and, and, and it's between Kansas City and Houston, then you're talking about you can share one of those early spots with the, with the, with the New England Patriots. So you want to put yourself on top of it because if the New England Patriots have to go anywhere, you want the New England Patriots to go on the road. And if you share a record similar or close to the New England Patriots and both of you guys are sharing are, 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 are playing for a wild card spot, then you kind of want to be the team that they have to come see versus you go see them. That's week twelve in a in, in, in a in a in a nutshell. I'm sorry, I didn't even make the pick yet. Talk about week twelve in a nutshell, thirteen in a nutshell. The Pittsburgh Steelers, like I said, they're still trying to hold on. I'm picking the LA Chargers to go beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's as based based off what happened this week with the with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the kind of dysfunction that's going on there. 
I, I see something weird happening there, and I heard that Philip Rivers is about to have another kid. And anytime Philip Rivers um has a, has another kid, he has a great game. And Philip Rivers basically has another kid every two games. Philip Rivers has sixteen kids. If you're wondering, by the way. Listen, don't go anywhere. We're gonna take a little quick small break. We have our last section for you. And honestly, this is really just for you ladies and the rest of the people in the fantasy. We have to go, we have to talk a little bit about the fantasy because the show would not be a show if I didn't give you guys your fantasy. Yeah, that's what I'm about. Fulfilling fantasies, taking names, talking sports. Dance. You ready to start drinking? You ready to start dancing? You ready to start your weekend off like a boss? Then say no more. Give yourself the world treatment by partying with DJ Seven. Wednesday. Wednesday. Bar Louie in Boynton, west of 95 off Gateway in Congress. Thursday. Lucky's in downtown Fort Lauderdale. Friday. So nice we had to go there twice. Capone's in downtown Fort Lauderdale. And that's not it from your Miami Heat DJ. Whether it's birthdays, weddings, bar mitzvahs, corporate parties, or professional sporting events, DJ Septa puts a royal touch on everything. And for reservations, just go to bookings at djsepta.com. That is B-O-O-K-I-N-G-S at djsepta.com. The ultimate in adult entertainment has arrived, and the place to experience it is at the all-new and improved The Body Club. The Body Club. Formerly Club Secrets at 11340 Biscayne Boulevard. Seven days a week, we keep it popping. Like Make It Count Monday. The ultimate in adult entertainment has arrived, and the place to experience it is at the all-new and improved The Body Club. The Body Club. Formerly Club Secrets at 11340 Biscayne Boulevard. Seven days a week, we keep it popping. Like Make It Count Monday. You ready to start drinking? You ready to start dancing? You ready to start your weekend off like a boss? Then say no more. Give yourself the world treatment by partying with DJ Seven. Wednesday. Wednesday. Bar Louie in Boynton, west of 95 off Gateway in Congress. Thursday. Lucky's in downtown Fort Lauderdale. Friday. So nice we had to go there twice. Capone's in downtown Fort Lauderdale. And that's not it from your Miami Heat DJ. Whether it's birthdays, weddings, bar mitzvahs, corporate parties, or professional sporting events, DJ Scepter puts a royal touch on everything. And for reservations, just go to bookings at djscepter.com. That is B-O-O-K-I-N-G-S at djscepter.com. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, the one and only talent, Tomar Taylor. I have to remind you guys who I am again. You know, fire in his bed, thunder in his voice, every take me in my tea. Like, that's still me. I'm still that guy. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still running. I'm still running that show. So, 
we gave you our picks for the week. I don't know if you guys have kind of realized it already, because I've talked, I've talked about them. You know, I've alluded to them more. I've given you directly about them. But the NFL playoffs are kind of looking like this: Kansas City and the New England Patriots right now will get the first round by. So, playing, you know, or for that playing game, we're talking about Houston and Pittsburgh, right, winning their division, but having to have a wild card game against possibly the LA Chargers and the Indianapolis Colts. And as we know, three goes against six, four against to go five. So we're talking about Pittsburgh versus LA Chargers and Houston versus Indy. So when we're talking about like this week's matchup with Chargers and the Pittsburgh, this may be like this very much could hold their fate in playoff position. These are two playoff bound teams, and they can see each other in the wild card round. In the NFC, we'll talk about it first, New Orleans. And the LA Rams both get in the bar. Then, we're talking about Chicago, Dallas, possibly. If the Dallas continues to win their division. Carolina, Minnesota, getting the wild card spot. As we said again, three, ver um, three versus six, four versus five. We're talking about Chicago versus Carolina and Minnesota versus Dallas. But that's, what, that's what we're talking about here. Unless Seattle steps up and Seattle sneaks in there and knocks Carolina out. Or if Minnesota struggles. Like, this is what we're talking about here. It's like Washington is still 6-5. So let's not forget. Let me not sit here and act like Washington isn't 6-5. I'm just saying that Washington isn't going to make it. But Washington at this coming point in time, like, they probably will hold a wild card spot over both of those teams. Carolina and Minnesota I'm referring to. Well, definitely Carolina and Seattle. So this is how they're playing though. While in the fantasy world, in the fantasy world, the playoffs have already started. And that's what people don't realize. So, for fantasy, folks, let me make sure. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get there, make sure you're alone or you have the person that you love. Turn on the lights. Start getting cozy. Right? Remove some articles of clothing if you like. You know, start, start loving yourself. Start, start really, really loving yourself. I want you to enjoy this next bit of experience because this is where we talk about your fantasy. And we ain't just talking about your run of the mill everyday fantasies. New, 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 new. New, 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 new. We're talking about that triple X rated points per production PPR. Actually, this is actually basic standard fantasy. I, I understand that you may want the X rated, you may want full penetration you may want the kind of fantasy that we watch your movies with people with gray in their names but no 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 we're not giving you the whole shaboying here you know what you get here the mighty fantasy football tips not winning tips 
just tips, tips, tips. Just the tip? Just the tip. Just the tip. Let's just say what I want involves much more than just the tips. Just the tips. What I want is much more than just the tips. Yup. It's the man. It's the mighty fantasy football tips. Never, ever am I going to tell you that you definitely can win. What I am going to tell you is how you possibly can win. Once again, I don't care how much you say that you can take it. You will never get the full eight inches. What you will get is the mighty fantasy football tips. Just a tip. tips. Just tips. Tips. Just the tip? Just the tip. Just the tip. Let's just say what I want involves much more than just the tips. Just the tips. What I want is much more than just the tips. So, we'll start off with what I consider the, le the, the least important league out of the two. And that is my league. My men's league. The, play the playoffs about to start, and me having three straight losses, right, means that I am not going to make the playoffs. So, I'm not telling myself how, how I'm going to win. I'm telling you how you're going to win. How am I going to tell you how you're going to win? By giving you the... The Mighty Fantasy Football Tips. <laughs> not winning tips, just tips, tips, tips. <laughs> Just the tip? Just the tip! Just the tip! Let's just say what I want involves much more than just the tips. Just the tips. What I want is much more than just the tips. So I don't care how much you would you want. That's all you're getting. It's just the tips. So, congratulations. Ghost of Mr. Z. First time playing our fantasy football league, holding down the number one spot. You made it to the playoffs, and you have the pleasure, the honor of taking on last year's champ, who snuck in with the fourth spot. Basically, he took my spot as he snuck into the playoffs, as the champ is here, is going to be playing. You're going to be playing him in the playoffs to advance, week 13 and week 14. This is what the end of the season is. And just to let you guys know, for everybody that was asking for a shorter fantasy for, that we didn't have week 17, and yet you still complained this whole entire year, if you would have looked and your dumbasses would have realized that week 17 does not apply to our league, you've been crying about nothing, you sons of bitches. So, after putting it in for a trial week, next year we will go back to full 17 weeks it has been attempted. It is being vetoed. We are not having it. You need to strategize better. How about that? Run, tell that. Congratulations to the other two play members that made the playoffs. No Money Team and J-Dub's Fantasy. Now listen, J-Dub. You understand? J-Dub has been struggling for some time now. J-Dub has had some years when he's been in last place. J-Dub has had a couple of years where he doesn't do he doesn't do too well. He constantly misses the playoffs. 
But this year he finishes in second. This year he may have an opportunity to make the playoffs. We are going to come back. We're going to keep light on this. Remember, this is a two-week format. We're going to see how they do. We're going to see who's, who's, who's made leeway. And we're going to see who's going to come away with this championship prize that we're going to have for the first year in the men's league. But now let's talk about the league that matters. Let's talk about the league that matters. And that is the women's league. <clears throat> and in the women's league, <clears throat> I already told you, congratulations to Deb Ops, sister of my homeboy that's sitting right here. Listen, I, you can't accuse of, of him helping her because he don't know shit about football. So, like, that ain't happening. Ain't that right, Matt? Yeah. yeah, man, I ain't no shit, bro. <laughs> so we can't accuse him. He's just here listening to me do the podcast, waiting for us to go eat. Congratulations to Deb Ops to play in the number one. Right? Congratulations to Team Straight Cash for being the number two. You guys earned yourself a bye week. So playing to face you guys was Team DeMarco. Which Team DeMarco? Steph! You know what? Uh, damn it, I didn't mean to call you out. I didn't mean to call you by name. But Team DeMarco, let's let you know if you would have paid attention to your fantasy and if you would have put in one person off your bench, you would have been playing for the prizes. And ladies, the prizes are coming. We are talking about right now, we have a solidified $50 cash. Wait, hold on, hold on one second. I don't think you can hear me. We're talking about we have a $50 cash prize. After that, we are talking about apparel from Divine Adolescence. And last, we also have a voucher. $25 gift certificate for for food at Sharky's. Yes, folks, that is all lined up for you. And you know what? And you know what? There may be more. We'll see. We'll see. If I could definitely make sure there is 100 see, I can't guarantee you to be 100% for participation. There is no more bye week, so I can't judge you up. I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be watching. And if I feel like we got 100% participation for these playoffs, and I don't have to worry about people not putting in their players properly, I, may even, I might even go in a massage. How about that? Run. Tell. That. So, facing off. And this week for the playoffs. Week 13 and week 14. We have first place winner. We have first place Deb Ops. Right? Taking on Team Mama Mina. Mama Mina. I don't know how she says it. I'm going to call her Mama Mina. Even though definitely says Mama Mina. We call her Mama Mina. Mama Mina sounds better than Mamina, doesn't it? How do you, which one do you like better? You like Mamina or Mama Mina? There she go. So we got Team DeMarco taking on Team Mama Mina. <laughs> but out for, all, for all the prizes we just mentioned, and next, we got Team NBKCJ. NBKCJ. This is the third year of the Women's Fantasy League. And NBKCJ has been at the top all three years. And 
years, she has come up short. Now she has to take on the number two person, Team Straight Cash. And you know what? I think they're friends. So we have to face a team. NBKCJ just made. Just be not again for three years. Not, not come on with top. She's gonna fall short. I'm having a great year. NBCJ was number was number three. So long as she was a scrub. In the other couple years, she was number one. But she can still have, but she still has a chance. But she gets that chance. She's you talking about Team Mama Mina. Oh, your sister DevOps. And I think you already know who you're rooting for. DevOps is the number one in the fantasy league all year. That's her. It ain't Black Ops, it's DevOps. <laughs> and, when she and when she comes back next year as a champion, she's gonna be called DevOps too. <laughs> so, yes, this is how you guys are stacked up. Now, once again, this is where strategy starts coming to play. Because if you guys have realized, the end of the regular season is your playoff season. So now when you get guys like Melvin Gordon that go out at the end of the season, you know it's going to affect you highly because you know the L.A. Chargers are a team that really are trying to win every single game to the end of the season. And if you are playing in the playoffs, these are now the kind of players that you want on your team. You want the kind of players that are going to be on teams that are, that need to play through the end of the season. You don't want anybody that can rest. You don't want anybody that can take time off. And right now, the beauty of it, the beauty of this season, I don't think we have anybody in a position to take time off unless you are possibly the LA Rams and the, and the new Orleans Saints. That's it. And that's only once they both solidify themselves as 13 and 1. Once they solidify, both, both solidify themselves as 13 and 1, then yeah, you better believe it. You best believe it. At 13 and 1, they won't be playing those other games. You understand? Week 15 game, week 16 game. Those games you have to find a quarterback. Those games you have to strategize. You understand? If you have Drew Brees and don't have to, I don't have another player. There goes Zion Williamson. So you understand why I figured he was a seven footer? You understand why I figured he was a big man? You understand why I figured he was a twin tower? Look at this block. Ah. I'm sorry. I am we watching. As you guys know, I like to put a game on in the background just so we have a little bit of entertainment purposes in the background. So I can always reference some kind of game. I am re-watching the Duke versus Indiana game. 5-1 Indiana versus 5-1 Duke. And I'm telling you, the 5-1 that Duke is looks a whole lot different than the 5-1 Indiana is. We see Zion Williams all over the court. He's getting blocks. He's making blockers. He's going to the lane. They are hustling. They are trapping. This, I'm telling you, he is a linebacker. But so far, I don't see him doing a lot of dribbling. Basically, what... He looks like, as he's doing a dribble right now. <laughs> I was about to say he reminds me of a Kenneth Fareed more than anything else. But they keep comparing to LeBron James. I see more Kenneth Fareed. Maybe he's somewhere in between there. But goddamn, he is a big boy. You can see how solid he is compared to everybody else. Look at that shit. No homo. So Melvin Gordon is going to be out. Take, 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 take account. Understand? There's a guy named 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 Deshaun Jackson, whatever his name is, the quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. Look into him. He's available. He's out there. He may be an investment, especially if you got a guy like Drew Brees on your team. Think about Matthew Stafford at this time of the year. 
You understand? Maybe Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford may sit down early. So you really have to pick and choose. Russell Wilson is a great guy to have at the end of this year because you understand he's going to keep on fighting. Cam Newton. Find your quarterbacks. They are out there. You, listen, if and, and I'm really only talking to the guys that have Jared Goff and Drew Brees. The guys that you know that definitely, definitely, definitely will be resting because of their position. You understand? Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes can never rest because they don't want to fall behind Houston or New England or even Pittsburgh. They can't rest yet. In in a couple of weeks, the Rams and New Orleans Saints they can rest if they if they remain with one loss. They can definitely rest. You understand? You're talking about Chicago keeping path with them with three losses, and then after that, Dallas keeping keeping track with them with five losses. That's not happening. Very quickly, they'll 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 they'll, they'll get comfy. They will get comfy after Chicago with their eight and three record. Nobody there is nobody else is there unless with more than with less with less than four losses. Nobody's even less than four losses after after Chicago. So be careful with those guys. Be careful if you have a team heavy with L.A. Rams offensive players. Be wary if you have a team heavy with New Orleans heavy players. So what I'm saying, Kamara, watch out for him. Their other running back, watch out for him. Mike Thomas, watch out for him. These guys won't be so useful. But Brandon Marshall, maybe he gets more burn at the end. This is why I was willing to pick up Des Bryant. But... There's Brian Bruce Achilles before he even play a game. So now, so be careful. Scrub your waiver wires, ladies and gentlemen. Scrub your waiver wires. Look who's out there. See who's available. Start paying attention to who are some of these first place teams. I, I gave you, I gave you some of them. I just told you them. Look at them again. There's a couple of teams I hear that you have to worry about. There's some teams that you don't, that you don't have to worry about. For the most part, every other team that's in the playoffs has to play all of their players. Nobody can rest. Kansas City can't rest. Houston can't rest. Pittsburgh can't rest. New England can't rest. The L.A. Chargers cannot rest. Indiana can't rest. Baltimore can't rest. They all have opportunities. Minnesota can't rest. The Rams can't rest. New Orleans, I'm sorry, Rams and New Orleans, they possibly could rest. But Chicago can't rest. Minnesota can't rest, Dallas can't rest, Washington can't rest, Philly can't rest, the Giants can't rest. Green Bay definitely isn't going to rest. Atlanta can't rest, even though they probably should hang it up. Seattle can't rest. Arizona, they're going to, no, opposite, opposite flip side. Arizona, they're going to be putting in their young players. So look for younger players to start getting burned. Don't look for guys like Coleman and Riley and, and, and Joe and... And Matt and Matt Ryan to be playing. No, don't. No, Arizona. Not sorry. I'm talking about. I'm giving. I'm saying Arizona, but I'm mentioning everybody from Atlanta. <laughs> but in Arizona, like their rookie quarterback is definitely gonna get burned. Look who else is. Look who. Look who else is on their team is gonna be young. San Francisco. They're not. They don't follow this situation. Just get from whoever from San Francisco. They can't rest anybody. They can't afford to. But they may. They may rest Britta at the end of the season. I mean, let's say it's not worth playing him. It's not worth the risk of him getting hurt those last two, three games of the season. Watch out for that. Tampa Bay, I already told you, is a shit show. We have no clue what's going to go in Detroit. But watch out for Detroit possibly resting players. I don't think that Detroit has enough players that are fantasy-worthy outside of Marvin Jones or even Matthew Stafford. And at this point in time, I don't know why you'll have either one of them starting or in the game anymore anyway. 
So watch out for the bottom feeders. As much as you need to watch out for the guys that are up top, that are fat and sassy, that are going to kick their feet up, watch out for the guys at the bottom that are, that are sluggish and lazy. That, that, that are just going to take shit off, take time off. That's the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, the one and only Dallin Martella. We are, we are done here. Listen, we're going to talk about some NBA. We're going to talk about the standings. We're going to talk about how Jimmy Butler is still lining it up over there in Philly. It happens to be the best thing he could have ever done. And how we still kind of had LeBron James is happy. We got, he's in L.A. because he brings light to L.A. As L.A. realized that, listen, the first time they played Denver isn't going to be the same as the second time as Denver came back and they beat them very most uh, in their most recent game. As we're still going to see a lot of moves out there. We It's going to be curious to see what happens in Washington before the end of the season. Toronto was still solidifying themselves as the number one team. In the, on the number one as the number one team in the in the and uh, in, in the wait Toronto still number one team in the East, but what's gonna surprise you? What's gonna surprise you? And we're gonna leave you with this because we're not gonna talk about it. We're not gonna get into it. We're, we're not gonna get into it at all. If I told you that the number one team in the NBA in the West. Was a team out of California. Who would you think I was talking about? And if I told you to, in California, just think about this. Just wait. I'll let you. This is in case you're wondering. This is in case you're wondering. California has the LA Lakers. They have the Sacramento Kings. They have the LA Clippers as well. The Golden State Warriors. And, 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 and. I think that's it. So. L.A., uh, California, has two teams in L.A., the L.A. Lakers, the L.A. Clippers, the Golden State Warriors, and the Sacramento Kings. And if I told you, because we don't know what Golden State's been doing the last couple of years, if I told you that the best team in, in the West is a team that, ha that plays in California. Now, mind you, Golden State has Kevin Durant, Stephen Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, all those guys, right? The L.A. Lakers has LeBron James, Rajah Rondo, you understand, Sean Stevenson, Caldwell Pope, you know, um, the ball boy, you understand? Yeah, they have all those guys. Sacramento has Darian Fox, Darian Fox, and then the L.A. Clippers has Coach... Doc Rivers and Lou Williams. Undersized Lou Williams that gets passed up everywhere he goes. So let me give you with this tidbit. And we're going to end the show here. The best team in the West that comes out of California are the LA Clippers. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where are we going for breakfast? Wanna go far? Rough night. Tired, baby. Tired. My tea.